Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we talk to your favorite actors, influencers, film and television, music, comedy, and more. And today is a fun conversation. I haven't had a chat like this in a while for a dating show, so I am super excited. And if you're listening, Brooke is smiling at me. And when you watch the video later, you will see her big smile. Brooke Lusk, you know who she is. And we are talking about this I don't even know where to begin with this because I am just excited. I've had several cast members on from dating shows in the past, but this one's different. It's the 12 Dates of Christmas, which is debuting on HBO Max November 24th. So just in about a week or so, this is very different. This is not a typical dating show but I won't steal your thunder. Brooke Lusk, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And it's actually going to be premiering on November 25th on Thanksgiving. So when you're okay, full so, of turkey, you can watch me on HBO Max. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I have only seen the trailer and the sizzle reel of this show. And HBO Max seems to have hit the the jackpot with these shows because... They're just a lot of fun. There was F Boy Island, which we had a couple cast members on from that, uh, which was, I don't even, we want to talk about that. That was a trip. But this looks like a lot of fun because not only do you have the twist of a dating show, but this is also, uh, you're choosing somebody based on trying to bring them home for the holidays, which adds even more pressure, I, I would say for sure. Absolutely. I think bringing someone home for the holidays is a huge step in a relationship on a show, off a show. So definitely a ton of pressure. And, you know, time is always adding to that pressure when you're sh when you're shooting something like this. You have to get to know someone under time constricted circumstances. Yes. And the fact what we're seeing is happening, which appears to be in real time, however many episodes are coming out. But again, that's the thing is you're meeting people and getting connected with them in an extremely short amount of time. Like when, like you said, even bringing somebody home from the holidays or for the holidays is already stressful, but then having to do it under time constraints is even more challenging, I can imagine. Let's talk about your experience on this. Obviously, there's not much, if anything, you can reveal to us, but that's really the concept of the show. Let's talk about how you became involved with this project and sort of what interested you in the idea of, of going on a reality type show and, and, and setting out on the challenge of meeting someone in front of millions of people. No pressure, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say this is something that I never thought I would do. And I'm so glad I did do it. How it came about was one of the casting directors from HBO Max actually reached out to my manager for 
a different dating show. And that's a whole different story. But um, I ended up on 12 Dates of Christmas and I was really excited with the switch going on to 12 Dates because one, I'm a huge holiday girl. Halloween and Christmas are my absolute favorite. And I just thought it was different than anything you see on Netflix or on MTV because those never appealed to me. Kind of like, I, I mean raunchy if you will I, I just don't see myself as like a jersey shore type of girl so when sure. i watched the season one trailer for 12 dates of christmas i was like this is so tasteful and there are people here with good intentions because you could go on a reality show and you know for lack of a better term there's there's f boys there you know and then i'm like i don't i don't want to waste my time with that and this show just didn't seem like that to me and i I went in with an open mind and an open heart. and Yeah, I think it looks like a lot of fun. And there is a lot of heart as well. And again, yes, for lack of a better term, <laughs> there are shows like that. And they do appeal to a very specific audience. But I think with the concept of, you know, it's the holidays and you're looking to meet somebody to take home. I think that adds to it a little bit even more because it's it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a Hallmark movie, but it's definitely something uh, where people can have fun and, and laugh and just really enjoy a fun show because that's the thing about these types of shows and why people are so interested in them because it allows us to be a part of a world that we wouldn't normally be a part of. Uh, for one and for two, uh, it, it makes for fun entertainment. And it sounds like you had a fantastic experience on this show. From what you've said, it was a lot of fun. And, and we will just have to wait and see here in a couple weeks uh, what unfurls. You mentioned another show, and I don't want to, we don't have to talk about what that one was. But the idea of a dating show to me seems very stressful and very intimidating. How do you get into the mindset? Brooke to go on to a show like this knowing that you have to meet somebody but also that people are going to be watching you as your storyline goes along for however long it starts to however long it finishes you know let's say it's 12 episodes like how do you get into the mental space to be ready for something like this you know going into it I think we actually got a little lucky being going in a, being in a pandemic because I actually had to quarantine by myself for a week. So it actually gave me a lot of time to prepare and to think about this and go over everything. And when it came down to me, you know, finally entering the house, I, I, at that time I had just let everything go. I prepared in the sense of I'm going to go in there and be authentically me, have an open mind and an open heart and whatever happens happens from that point forward, no matter how my housemates or my love lead views me or even the audience views me is no longer mine because I'm going to be 100% me and people are going to either love me or hate me for it. And I just have to kind of let that go. And I'm so glad I did go into it like that. I mean, yeah, I was nervous as hell, but I do think that the leads have far more pressure on them than the love interests do because they're the ones taking someone home for Christmas and they're the ones choosing that right person. So yeah, I feel like I was actually in an easier position than the leads because it's like, I'm just going to show you who I am and you get to decide if I'm that person for you. Um, so yeah, I think at, just to sum it up at the end of the day, I was like, 
we're just going to be me and we're going to let it go and we're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that has to be the best attitude and perspective that you can have, especially on a show like this. As much as you might know going into it, like life still happens and things happen. And um, typically we've talked to people who have been on the other side of the show after it's gone off the air. So this is equally exciting to talk to somebody where we don't know anything. We don't have any episodes. So I'm excited to check it out. I'll be first in line to watch. But you being on front of camera and television and films is nothing new to you. That's been a part of your life for a very long time. What interested you, if you could let our listeners in on what, what made you want to pursue the entertainment industry and be on camera and, and all of these types of things? What was the bug that bit you hard to, to do all of this? Um, so I'm just, it's a, it's a long story, but I'm going to go through it quick. But when I was 12 years old, I won a competition to interview the stars of Shrek the third at my local news okay. station. And that was Sacramento. And they flew me to LA to interview the stars of Shrek. I won the competition. Um, and that it bit me. I started working with the entertainment journalists of that news station for the next seven years of my life. So from the age 12 to 19, I was doing press junkets and entertainment journalism. And I was going to LA and New York to do these interviews with celebrities. And I, I had the bug and I, but something in me was like, this isn't enough. I love these movies. I love meeting these people, but it's not enough. So at 19, I packed everything up from Sacramento and I moved to LA and I've been here ever since. So almost eight years. And I just basically started over because I, all my knowledge was in journalism and I just started acting. I started going to auditions and submitting to agents and yeah, I just built myself up from there. And I also work in production. I'm a script supervisor as well. So just creating film and being on set, I, I, it being on set, I'm, I'm just like on top of the world. It makes me so happy whether I'm in front of the camera or behind it. That's great. Sacramento is just up the road from where we're at. So, um, it's always nice to meet a fellow Bay area person. Yeah. One last question here. You've done a lot. You've been involved in a lot, um, in the trajectory of your career on the narrative side of things, as far as interviewing and, and doing, that side of things, what was the best advice uh, that you were ever given in the trajectory of your career that has helped sustain you and keep you moving forward in this crazy business uh, that you're a part of? I actually listened to a podcast with Denzel Washington earlier this year, and this has stuck with me. And it's kind of been how I've been living my life in LA for the past eight years. But when I heard him say it, I, it just clicked. Uh, it's a speech he did at a, a graduation for, I think, Dillard University. But he says, if you're going to fall, fall forward. Don't fall back. Don't have a backup plan. There is no backup plan. Just keep going. So if you're going to fall flat on your face, if you're going to fail, fall forward. Use that failure to, you know, just just learn from it and keep going. And I highly recommend listening to that, that whole speech. It's, it's so motivating. And I listen to it when I'm having bad days, when I feel like, Oh, I'm never gonna, you know, reach that goal in this industry. And this industry is really tough, but yeah, I, I, I've never had a backup plan because I just knew film was where I needed to be. It just fills me up. It makes my heart just want to explode. I love movies. <laughs> so yeah, fall forward. Don't fall back. 
that's my advice. There you go. Very practical advice and, and just important to understand that. I was just interviewing someone before you and they have been in this business for years. And he even said, I, that's the thing that separated me from everybody else is that I didn't have a backup plan. I just had plan A. That was my plan B, plan A. And I just did uh, what it took to to make this work. Well, this is exciting. We have been chatting with the amazingly talented Brooke Lusk. Be sure to watch The 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max. Uh, get a subscription if you don't have one. You're going to be sitting around eating turkey or whatever you're doing all day. Uh, so you may as well watch something uh, that's fun. Brooke, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.